How's it going, everyone? This is Jason with Tongues Out Podcast. I got my good friend who I've been so excited to have on this podcast. It was his birthday yesterday. He's making a sacrifice today to be on this podcast. No, um, it's my it's my good friend Steven. Steven, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. I just I, I did I I didn't drink as much last night as I as I probably should have, just so <laughs> I wouldn't be super hungover for you because I, I love you that much. Just oh so you my know. god, I love you too, buddy. Um, <laughs> for everyone listening, uh, it's been a while actually since uh, me and Steven actually have seen each other. It's probably been mm-hmm. a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, yeah. But man, the the times that we've hung out with each other and worked together, it's been nothing but a blast. So I'm going to, um, if, if this is cool with you, Steve, I'm going to try my hardest because uh, both you and I can be talkers to not be as, as communicative in this podcast and try to get a little bit more insight from my, um, uh, my guest on the show just because you're, you're technically my first guest, which is kind of exciting. What? Uh, I'm your first? Yeah, you are my first. You're my first. Ooh, yes. And so... This is kind of cool. I'm, I'm trying to do this every Sunday, just having a, a special guest for subjects I bring about uh, on a weekly okay. podcast. And so, uh, yeah, you're you're my first guest, which is kind of cool. Um, so uh, this week I was talking about attraction on my podcast and just uh, talking about just like the different insights for people to understand, like why attraction is important um, for them to learn, um, why it can, it can make a big difference in our lives outside of attraction itself and just like the levels of things people can work on, but very generalized and nothing very specific, obviously, because my, my listener can be anyone. Um, so just to start off, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like how you got into this and how we met technically as well. Sure. Um, it's a super open question, so it's, you know, bear with me while I guess I do roundabout ways of answering. But <laughs> of yeah, course. so um, you know, currently I, you know, I'm a coach for uh, Adam Lyons. It's got a, it's a program called Ace Formula, and uh, and you know, you and I met, I think, because we both worked uh, at least with Adam for um, you know for a stint period for for a stint time doing uh, just like live coaching sessions with people and like group group live coaching sessions. Um, I got started, God, when I was like, man, I don't even know, like t- a teenager, 13, 14 or 15. I was a super nerd, man. I was <laughs> spent <laughs> a both. lot of time on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, uh, you, uh, you're originally from Virginia, correct? No. Oh, no. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, not Virginia. Not Virginia. Gosh. Don't confuse me. You're confusing me for one of your other, whatever, one of your other guy no, friends uh, who's a slut or something. Jesus. Oh my God. I don't know why I landed on Virginia. Um, no, it's uh, originally from, help me here. Help me here. I know. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. So uh, I, I was born in North Carolina actually, right. but I was yeah raised majority. Like if you ask me anything about North Carolina, I couldn't tell you anything. I was raised mostly in um, Ohio. That's right. That's right. Ohio. Ohio. The same thing, Virginia, Ohio, you know. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> not at all, too, man. Yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think at the time when we met, you were actually living in California, and then you had uh, you were transitioning to move to Austin. Um, yeah, I think it. I think you were, or you had just moved from California to Austin, um, because I think the first yeah. boot camp that we met at was in L.A. 
And so a backstory, I worked with Adam for a bit way uh, uh, before I even met Steven. I think when I stopped working for Adam, that's when Steven came on board. And, when, when was that? When did you stop? Um, so, okay, so 2000. So when did I break up with my second girlfriend? It was when I was 23. So <laughs> 2000, 2009. So it was between like 2009 and 2011 I was working with him. I see. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And then I left. I moved to Colombia around that time period. And then uh, my last boot camp I did with him was in uh, Miami. He completely changed the program actually before uh, or after I had uh, moved to Colombia. And then when I came back, I bumped into him in, in Las Vegas. He reached out to me because he knew I lived out here and asked yes. me if I wanted to, to work with him again. And I was like, yeah, of course. Especially I, I got excited about his program that he was implementing at that time period. And that's when we met because the first boot camp I did with him was in LA. And yeah. uh, that's when I had the opportunity to meet your, uh, your brilliance uh, of, a, <laughs> of a man, but yeah. Um, sorry. Don't mean to interject, but yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. So he, he, when he changed the program, it was because actually he was, uh, he just left from working with, uh, what was it? What was that company called? PUA training, right? Yeah, PUA yeah. training. Yeah, exactly. He just quit. He, he stopped working with PUA training and started his own, uh, that, which was Attraction Explained or something at that time. And then yes. it changed again uh, to... Uh, What's the psychology gosh, hacker? He's, he's changed the name of it quite a, like a number of times now as, as things evolve. You know, he's getting... Find you know get, getting closer and closer to his his target market and the things that you know what he really wants to be teaching what he's passionate about and what he, you know, all that stuff so, um, but yeah you know now he's doing Ace Formula which is pretty cool, I like like it a lot. Uh, wait, wait, what was the question? Where are we on? <laughs> um, so the question. So was you can't be quiet for too long, man. I can't. Now I can't. You like... know what? Let, screw it, dude. Let's just have a conversation. Okay. So um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> No one wants to be interviewed at all, so I, I no. don't either. I would I, like to to reverse roles to be in your spot and then have someone do that to me would be so difficult. So um, <laughs> I don't even know why. Again, this is so new, so uh, bear with each each other on this. Um, no, so essentially, um, you got into it, I think for similar reasons that I did as well. So essentially. Um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I, I'm going to briefly, again, for people that just missed out on this entire past week of me just opening up about things. You know, when I was in, uh, from my 20s and younger, I was a big nerd, big introvert, um, had a bowl cut, wore baggy clothes because I grew up in a beach town. And... Oh, dude, I had a bowl cut, too. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. No wonder we like each other so much. That's yeah, so funny, dude. Freaking... That oh, is man. so funny, man. I have so so many funny photos, but um, damn Ooh, my parents so or damn Ooh. my mom. But um, uh, so yeah, so essentially, I um, I was at a, a very low point as well in life. It was during the financial crisis. Um, I had lost my job, uh, lost uh, a girl that I thought was going to be like the love of my life. It was my first girlfriend I ever had when I was eighteen, mm. and um, you know went into extreme debt, had to, like, my credit score went to nothing, lost a great job because of my own inability to really focus on work because of my girlfriend. And so Ooh. all the all the stacks of cards were just caving in on me. And I was at a super low point and got introduced to uh, by a, a friend that was also going through a similar story as mine, but he introduced me to a book called The Game. I don't know, what was your introduction to this, by the way? 
Oh, dude, dude, it was the game, man. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I, at my age, like, I didn't want to go and like ask for money to go and like buy it or anything, because uh, you know, because I, I didn't have a job when I first was introduced to it. I was like, I don't even know, thir- thirteen maybe. Okay, what? thirteen. Yeah, it was like introduction into puberty, and like you know, <laughs> talking to girls was just like impossible. It was like, no, I, I can't. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just I get weird around them, and I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. So, uh, you know, googling up things, you know, I found, uh, you know, found the game, saw some interviews and things, saw some pictures of, of you know, Neil Strauss, like his before and after. And yes, I was like, oh. that's that's what got me so excited about it as well. Because at first, yeah. I, I was just like, I told my friend, I was like, um. Nah, I just didn't believe in the concept where you could educate yourself on being an attractive yeah. figure to the opposite sex. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't, and that was that was tough for me too. Just like, is this real? Like, is this some scam? Like, I'm not gonna pay money if it's some scam. Like, right? it was like that level. Um, it was official for me because actually, when uh, so my friend told me, like, I'm not gonna give you my copy of the book, but um, I'll I'll give you money if you don't like it. You don't have to pay me back, and I. I went to Barnes & Noble. I worked at AT&T at the time, and it, uh, there was a Barnes & Noble across the street from where I was working at. I walked in there, and they had one copy left, and it was the, the, the nice, fancy, leather-bound version. I don't know if you've ever seen the one. Like, it's like the leather-bound black, and it's, like, super nice-looking. No, I haven't. Yeah, and uh, I still have it, actually. Uh, I lent it to my brother, and I think he gave it back to my mom. But um, uh, I was like, well, this can't really be – so fake. I had the same the same uh, perception of it as well as you did, and I was like, "Well, this can't really be fake if it's leather bound <laughs> and, and it's being sold in a Barnes and Noble." So I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll read it. And uh, honestly, um, to anyone that reads the the, it's a great novel. Don't take any input from assistance from it. Really, um, yeah. it's all dated, and it's really not even supposed to be portrayed in that way at all. Every time I, yeah. I hear people that come to me and tell me like oh like i learned stuff from the book there's nothing to learn from that book <laughs> it's yeah, just it, a great it, it is story not a how-to book. it's not a how-to book at not all. at all um there, there, you there is some ins- there's inspiration in it yes. though for real oh like my God. it's like where where like a lot of like the modern um you know like like how you know a lot of the modern day like uh i don't even know what the, the word for it, techniques um the new like they, they all kind of stem from this idea that it's possible and that that came from that book yes the, yeah. the ability to learn this this yeah. stuff, like to learn the context of of how to like focus on on oneself, and then also focus on like uh, being a, a better attractive figure to to others. And and yeah. um, I think was the just just reading the whole story, it was so chaotic. Especially the last yeah. the last end of the book was just an interesting read in itself. Like the beginning and the end, the middle stuff was just great because you get to see Neil Strauss like implement pretty much everything he's been learning at the from the beginning of the book and then the end is just so chaotic it's so funny um he's such a great guy by the way i've met him a few times have you through adam yeah i met him i've met him a number of times yeah yeah he's such a cool guy um and you know what there's there's something i feel like there's some there's some good stuff in there about like uh, he's a great writer he's such a great say what he's such a great writer oh yeah he is he's such a great writer no, I was, saying, I was saying there's some good stuff in there about like physical attractiveness too, like how to change what you're like how you're physically perceived. I like some of like for example, they talk about like uh, you know if you're because he was a balding guy, right? And he's like, if you're balding and you just like and you try to like comb over and try and hide it, it like shows that you're that you Insecurity. that you care, yeah, that you're that you're self conscious about it. If you just shave it off, boom, you just look way more attractive and you're just owning it. It's like all right, I'm not gonna have hair, fuck it, like yeah, exactly. And, and now, 
and and it just it fits like these personas that people are, you know uh, view as attractive. You know, there there are attractive bald men, but like balding men, uh, you know, you really have to dig deep to find the attractive balding men. You know. Yeah, exactly. And actually, one of the the benefits to to um being a bald individual just in general, I don't, I don't think he ever touched on this in the book, but I've seen studies on bald men and essentially um, when when photos uh, are put against other people that have different hairstyles, generally yeah. most people will look at a balding, or not balding, but a bald person as a, kind of more of a leadership and assertive type of person. Yeah, yeah, it gives, it exactly. There's a lot of physical, uh, you know, assumptions that people make about someone who is bald. Yes. Um, yeah, it's so, pretty cool. Yeah, and especially with – and so like when you see that, the physical – and I think this works so well with him. He's not a very tall person. Um, no. no, he's not like a uh, – well, he's, he's, he's short. He's he is short, yeah. like – let's he's, just call it is. He's, he's short. Yeah, he's short. He's short. I think he's my height actually. I think he's our height. Um, and wait, wait how, how tall are you? I'm 5'5". Five, five. What are you? You're 5'7". No, I'm not 5'7". I'm 5'10". Uh, well, excuse me. We're gonna measure our dicks next. What are we? No, but no, he's dude. He's like five foot. Like he's like real short. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's he's definitely short, but um, and he's so. not like super built either. He's fit. He's fit for you know his age and and everything of that nature, but. Um, I think what works for him is just the, the, the enigma of seeing this person that has like this, this stature and then seeing his personality. It's like it, it gives an appeal to him as well. And, and so that works so much for him. And I think that's why like uh, Eric or Mystery saw like so much potential in him as well. It's because, well, he's, he's such a nice guy, man. Yeah. He like and, and he's really approachable, really just like uh, – like just, I think I don't know if it's just a natural thing, but he wasn't like what he he worked in like interviewing people, writing. Uh, yeah, he you know, did a lot of writing for the New York Times and and um, yeah. like you said, interviewing like different rock stars. Remember, it was like rock, yeah. yeah, rock stars. What so, were you saying? I feel like you have to get you know get good at like um, connecting with people, just like in terms of of relating with them emotionally and stuff. And so maybe that was what kind of like made it maybe that's what what it is that kind of like sparked his mysteries like yeah okay this guy's pretty good he could he could probably get this stuff really quick he's a know? good listener and i think that yeah um and we'll get into that but i think if you have the ability to be a great listener you're gonna kill it in 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 communication for sure yeah. um because that's that's already a majority of the work right there most people just are not active listeners as much yeah. as that they want to say that they are they really aren't because they're just actively trying to process all the time what they want to say next or they, they just rob themselves the opportunity of having really a good engaging conversation just by just being yeah. in the moment. Dude, it's so funny because there's so many times, you know, uh, one of the major questions is like, how do I know what to say next? And I'm like, I do. I always say, I'm like, I never know what to say next, man. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just listening and then staying and saying whatever comes to my mind as it comes up. Like if, if I've got nothing to say, I won't. And that's okay. Yeah. Silence is not like the end of the world. <laughs> like, no. I mean, if anything, it, it, it gives someone uh, like the cue to just okay. Let me just like uh, get, keep keep talking. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just not getting to the to the point for this person. But um, yeah. there's so many in, like inputs that you can get from just someone's uh, someone's conversation. Honestly, like you said, I mean, I tell people the same thing. Stop talking to yourself because essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to have a multifaceted conversation with yourself and the person in front of you and they can see it. They can see it through your body language. They can see it through a multitude of different ways. And so 
people know when yeah. you're not giving them the time of, time of day. So they start to lose, like subconsciously, they start to react to how you're not giving them, you know, the attention that they want. And so they're going to start, you know, wanting to not really talk to you as much and, and maybe mm-hmm. even actively noticing these things as well and just being like, hey, are you yeah. here? Are you like listening to me? Or And people hate that. People hate when people aren't, you know, being listened to. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> which is which is really funny, by the way, because uh, <laughs> because just now while, while we were talking, I was also looking up how tall Neil Strauss was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit easier on a platform like this, you know. When it's, yeah, when uh, I brought up in, in uh, my yesterday's podcast, how um, it I love uh, one of my my big things. I was talking about neurolinguistic programming yesterday, and. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that I got from learning about that when I was like going through my pursuit of just being an attractive figure. And honestly, before I I evolve on this, the reason why I got into this was because I, at the time felt that my value as a, as a person, as a man came from being an attractive figure to women that I felt that once I became an attractive person to women, everything else would come, my health, my finances, like my career, all of that would just come. And because every time I yeah. looked at someone when I was a nerd that was successful, I tended to always see them as successful with women. So I, as a silly person, uh, um, reflecting on it now, thought that that's what was the course that I needed to take. And so that's why this was such a big deal for me. And that's why of all the things I've ever done in my life, I went zero to a hundred with this. Like I, I changed yeah. everything, did everything I could um, to like be an expert in this. And over the years, I realized that I just – the focus on women wasn't what I really needed. I no. just needed to focus on myself. The women would just come to my come to me eventually anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I, I, it sounds like we have a, a similar story there, man, because, you know, it's the same – it's really the same thing with, with me, dude. Like, like as soon as I graduated high school, I spent, like, my first – the first amount of, like, significant money that I spent, and this was, like, a year after graduating. Maybe, maybe like – I don't even know. Shoot. Yeah, like less than a year after graduating high school, I worked at a uh, at uh, oh god, what's what are those places called? The steak and Shake. <laughs> oh, I worked at a Steak and shake. shake, and I saved up enough money to go and attend one of uh, Adam Lyons boot camps. Like that was the first significant chunk of money I ever spent. Where did you go for the boot camp? Where was it? Chicago. Oh so, no way, really? Wow, yeah, I've dude. never even done. Oh yeah, and I also drove to Chicago to, to do it. Yeah. Were you living in Ohio at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who, uh, where'd you stay at? Do you remember? Yeah, I stayed I, 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 with one of my college professors who had just moved over there as well. So he had a house over there. And so I asked if I could go and crash on his couch or something while I attended. Um, uh, I, I told him it was for a um, some sort of like acting uh, boot camp or something. Wow. But, uh, was, Carrie, yeah. was Carrie one of the coaches? Uh, no, Carrie wasn't. My, the, my coach was actually, uh, his name was Mark. Oh, uh, Mark. Maybe not. Yeah. I'm not sure. No. You know who would have been great to have on here as well as Chris? I never reached out to him. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Chris is good. Dude, Chris. Oh, man. Chris's story is pretty epic. Yeah, Chris is great, too. And actually, I worked with him um, in New York. Every time I would fly out to New York, he would be like the New York coach out there. And that's how I met Chris. Um, and then it was cool to see that he had such a great engage, like uh, a relationship with Adam that he continued on and he still is technically right. I mean, he's still, 
He's Dude, living in yeah. Austin now, and oh um, yeah, he's he's our abundance coach. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, in, in the program. Yeah, that's yeah, so awesome. Um, and so yeah, so essentially, I I learned that eventually all of these traits and all these skill sets, and actually, so I went through a dark period. So I started off in getting into attraction because I was in a dark period. Um, I was talking about my podcast throughout the week that I got so good at it though because I felt that I had to be um, someone fake to really be an attractive figure. So at the time, especially when you read the game and you learn a lot about this stuff, uh, the big thing at the time was like learning routines and what routines yeah. were was essentially the best, the best uh, they're, they're called pickup Rip. artists at the time, but the best pickup artists were people that had the best or the longest routines. These routines, essentially it didn't matter the input from another person. You would just keep going. And essentially what the, they had a term called plowing through um, pretty much any objection someone had and the better you were, the longer routine you had. And yeah, um, yeah there, there's a, a guy who's that everyone would know. I can't, I won't say his name or anything, but there's a guy that everyone would know if they got you know, read the game and like knew what it is, who, who still to this day has a routine that like he's extending it out, but it's like at someone like either two years now or something like his longest relationship is two years and it's a routine. It's a fucking <laughs> two year routine. <laughs> Oh my god! I had my, uh, I, dude. Mine was hilarious, but um, it it was essentially Sick. an hour and a half. Yeah. I could go. It was the same routine with every single person I met, every girl I met. And, oh god! Um, after a while, you uh, like it gets so refined because you start to um, you start to put traits that like certain routines that you've heard from other people that work with your yeah. personality, but essentially it still felt fake because I just, I always wanted to admit to people is, yeah. that I was like a nerd. I was like a, you know, I loved like comic books and all of this stuff, but I knew that I, at the time I just felt that that wasn't an attractive quality in a person. So I just kind of suppressed that information and, um, Essentially, yeah. actually, one of the reasons why I picked up on Adam was because at the time, I don't know how you heard about Adam, but I heard about mm -hmm. him because um, I was just about to start dating my second girlfriend. And I, I followed a lot of like pickup artists at the time on YouTube. And the reason why I appreciated Adam was because this was the first guy I saw that was literally selling himself as like, I'm, I'm a big nerd. I'm a big I love Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I love gaming. Yeah. Uh, and then he was super real on YouTube because he was one of the first pickup artists that was doing his um, infield stuff. Whether he did had a success or a failure, he was just showing it yeah. on YouTube and yeah. and um, talking about it after the fact. And I was like, wow, look at this guy. This guy is like a big nerd and he's being honest. Because at that point, yeah. I was like at another dark point where I just felt that women were just so predictable. Because everything I was doing was working with a, a vast amount of women that I was interacting with. And I was yeah. like, this sucks. Like I have to be someone different to attract women. It was, it was, uh, it put me again in a, another dark period until I saw yeah. Adam's work, which was pretty great. Yeah, man. Like I was, you know, I guess similarly, you know, I, luckily for me, I never ended up getting like a routine a routine because when I, whenever when I first started doing it, man, I, <laughs> Dude, oh, oh I my can, God. I'll tell you what it was. I can still tell you what routine was. It was awful. Oh, it was so bad. But, uh, but I, I found myself, like, not even remembering who I was talking to because it was just, like, a, a drill for me that I would use the same routine on people, like, I'd already met earlier that day and shit. Yes, dude. Hey, I did it as well. Honestly, at a bar, people would come back to me and be like, dude, we literally just talked about this. And I'd be like, oh, whoops. My bad. Yeah. Especially yeah, when I was drinking. Oh, when I was drinking, so it was awkward. the worst. When I was sober, that, it was fine. But when I was drinking, done. Game over. Uh, I made that mistake so many times. 
<laughs> so many times, so many times. And I, I, I used yeah. to get, I, it wouldn't be the person I talked to that would call me out. It would always be their friend. Yeah. It would always be their friend. Always. You just talked to us about this. Oh, really? Oh. oh. Uh, you got, you, uh, you guys want to go for a drink? There. <laughs> yeah, you guys like tequila, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But um, so essentially, uh, you went through a boot camp. How did you see yourself becoming a coach? How did that even work out? I don't even think we ever talked about that. Man, like, no, it wasn't, it was, so this was, it was never a plan. It was never like, oh, I want to be a coach. It was, uh, it was really interesting, actually. So I went to school for, for theater. I wanted to go into, like, acting. And I really wanted to be on, on television and in movies. And, uh, and so I studied that. I studied, like, film and television. And, um, and so, and I, and I moved from Ohio into tech, to Texas in order to go to school because my, my dad's whole side of his family from Texas. And, uh, and I wanted to go in, like, yeah, I think, so he was a Texas veteran, and I had a great opportunity where, um, because he was a Texas vet, uh, his he could give me college hours, so I could go to school for free on his on his uh, oh, awesome. college hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was dope. And so I was like, all right, but I, but I had I could only use it in Texas. So I came to Texas and lived with him for a little bit, went to school there. And anyway, um, and so I ended up like going to. You know, I remember that Adam. His, his his program. It was like if you ever went to his, one of his programs, you could go and attend another one for free or something. You can go yes. go and sit in yep. and attend the lessons. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I took advantage of it. I had to for a few times actually to start working my way into being an approach coach, um, and then eventually starting off at, or working as a coach. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, so I ended up having to. So, um, I reached out to them and was like, "Hey, I remember you guys doing that. And I saw that you guys have some in Austin." Um, is there a way that I can attend one of those? And I got an email back saying, yeah, you definitely can. Just come up to Austin. Uh, you know, the next one's happening at this time at this place. And I show up, and um, and so, like, yeah, hanging out there, just, like, just being in one of those, you know, attending. And uh, I remember them talking about, like, showing, they are talking about breaking rapport. And they were, uh, they were showing some, like, you know, you know, riddles and puzzles and stuff in order to like in, in how you can engage with people in fun and interesting ways. They just give a few you know simple you know, things that you could use and while you're out there, if you can't think of anything, try this out. Anyway, they were like asking this puzzle, and I was like, boom, yeah, this the answer's this. And then like, wow, yeah, it really is that. And I was like, yeah, I know, I saw it from this TV show that I love. You know, I watch it all the time. It's called Scam School, and Scam School oh, is this yeah. like internet. I love yeah, Scam dude, School on YouTube. Yeah, it's great, dude. It's amazing, right? Like they, they show you like really cool like. Didn't Adam and stuff. film that? Uh, film some of his stuff back in the day, dude. Dude, so exactly. So they're like, they're like Scam School, dude. We produce Scam School. Our, we have a TV show. We have a we have a, our production company produces Scam School. And I was like, no way. And like, yeah. When it, would you want to be on it? And I was like, absolutely. Were you on it, dude? I was on it. I was on it several several episodes. No if you go way. Dude, if you like look up my name on YouTube, like for whatever reason, episodes I'm not on on Scam School pop up. What? I did not know. Dude, I never knew this. That's so great. I, I don't watch it as much anymore, but I love Scam School back in the day, dude. But by, yeah. by the way, can you explain to people what it is real quick? Yeah, yeah, because it, it sounds like it's weird and it sounds like, like, like it's what? Not, it's not, yeah, what is Scam School? Yeah, no, it's not that. But yeah, yeah, explain it. Yeah, so Scam School is basically just like.
Lockwood. He's like a really famous magician now. But uh, basically, he, he did this internet TV show about how to go out and get free drinks at bars and and you know where, wherever by going up to groups of people and showing them really cool stuff, like so, showing them bar tricks, uh, you know, just like classic good stuff, and then like showing them puzzles and and then challenging them and basically just like, yo, you want you guys want to see a really dope puzzle? Yeah, sure. Oh, here, let's. This is here's how it goes, and they're like, "Oh man, that is really cool." What's the answer? And it's like, "Ah, the answer." Well, you know what? If you buy me a drink, I'll give you the answer. And they're like, "Oh well, okay." So they, yeah, you, you get it's a, how to get score free drinks and bars and stuff. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Yes, his stuff was phenomenal. I didn't really yeah. ever use any of his stuff, but I just loved it. It was just always man. always great stuff. Dude, I used some of his stuff last night. <laughs> what, hey, uh, what's um. I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. What was your uh, favorite, uh, like, I guess, bar game to play to get free drinks? Um, man, I've tried a bunch. Let's see. Um, mine was in the game, and it, to this day, it works all the time. My, I mean, mine's, mine's Connect 4. I mean, 100%. Connect 4. Ooh, how does this work? Oh, dude. Dude, it's you, you. I mean, you know Connect Four, right? It's yeah, the yeah, classic yeah. Connect Four game, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this. So this isn't one that I learned from Brian or anything. This is just. So it's a, this is a, a weird story about me. Is uh, <laughs> I became a perfect Connect Four player. I can play like a computer perfect Connect Four game. Really? <laughs> yes. I can't believe what? you don't know this. Oh my god! Me. I want to play Connect Four against you now. Oh my yeah, god! I'm Why down, did we I'm never down. play Connect Four? Damn it! I'm learning so much. Dude, the next time I see you, we're playing Connect 4 for sure. I haven't played it forever. So, okay. But it's one of those games that, like, everyone just assumes, oh, it's just luck. It's just fun. You're just putting pieces in or whatever. But, like, there's algorithms to it. And if, you know, there's it's a, it's a solved game. If you go first, you can always force a win if you play a perfect game. Gotcha. So, if someone, so, yeah, if someone, just, knows, if someone knows that, like, that, uh, like that much information... Are they able to still compete against someone that goes first? Uh, wait, what do you like? I'm sorry, say that one more time. If someone knows what, and so if someone knows that fact, right? If you go first, yeah. more than likely you have a, a huge chance of winning. Can you, right. like, if they're good enough, can they compete against you pretty well? Yeah, man. Yeah. So it, it, it so it's not that you have a huge chance of winning. It's just that you can always force a win if you play perfectly. Gotcha. So like so. Yeah, I used to I used to do it like competitively with people who were like really really fucking good and like we would just go we would just do you know play connect four and basically w- when you're on that level it's like whoever goes first is playing offense and whoever playing playing second is playing defense and so the game is just completely different when you're like at that level because now defense just goes to try to you're trying to play a game or a pattern that the offenser has never seen before or is really rare so that way they they might make a mistake and they don't you know know where to go next. So how do you whip this up in like a in a like a, a bar game? Do you just whip out the phone and just uh, challenge someone to connect four? No, most bars have connect four where where I am at least oh, in yeah. Austin. Yeah, of course. So again, uh, Stevens is probably one of the best cities in in the U.S. when it comes to just this is the bar scene itself. I mean, there's so many unique different like bar areas you can go to in Austin. Yeah, um, and he's right. There is a ton of like big. They normally like bars tend to have like big, uh, big Jenga, like yep. um, giant connect four board. Yeah, yep, yep. I don't know why we never played that. Fuck, I'm regretting that every single time going to Austin. <laughs> um, wow, that's so funny. Actually, okay, cool. Uh, mine was the three question game. I don't know if you, you remember that one. 
the three question game. Interesting. No, I don't know the three question game. So essentially, um, it, it really it plays against someone's uh, ego, and so essentially, oh, it's, it's oh, I remember. Wait, hold on. I think I remember. It's uh, I'm going to ask you three questions, and you uh, what is it? You can't answer them correctly. the right way. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't answer, answer them cor- uh, correctly. Uh, you can answer any way you want to, right? Um, okay. But the the way the game has to work is that you have to be a good actor. If you're not a good actor, it's just it's it's you're always going to have to buy the other person a drink. So essentially, yeah. um, I would start with the first question off pretty easy, like, "Hey, what's your name?" And you would say, mm-hmm. "I don't know, Yo Gabba Gabba or or Blue." And I'd be like, uh-huh. "Okay, okay." And then so you would delay every progressive question, and so I would you be had like, to lie, right? Yeah, and so I would be like, yeah. "Um." Um, what time is it? And you'd be like, I don't know, blue again. And I'd be like, fuck. Um, What's the, what, wait, what question am I on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, what question are we on right now? The third one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then if you, if they knew with that, they were, you know, they were still playing the game, they would say yeah. uh, six. And I'd be like, oh my God, you've played this game before, haven't you? And they'd be like, no, I haven't. I'd be like, boom, got you on that one, dude. <laughs> it's actually yeah. a four-question game. Yeah. So is it, wait, is it, but how many questions is it? Is it three questions or five questions? Wait, how many is it? it it's four technically. But most of the time people would drop the ball on, on, on the third question. But yeah. uh, the fourth question would be that. Like I would, I would give like – I would go from – like a questioning uh, body language to like a, a reactionary body language. So I'd be like, oh my God, you've played this game before, haven't you? And they'd be like, no, I haven't. Be like, boom, got you. Got you. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. <laughs> Get me a drink. Um, and, they're like, and they're like, dude, I was lying to you. Of course I've played yes, this game. dude, I've had a few people tell me that. And I'm like, yeah, come on now, dude. You, you could have given any other reaction. You literally said blue twice to two different questions. <laughs> I mean, you could have kept just saying blue, but... Um, and in those situations, I would just be like, whatever, you know, I'll, I'll get us a drink. And then yeah. ultimately people would then admit that they, you know, they fucked up and then they would just buy me like a couple more drinks. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's so funny. And, um, okay, cool. So you, you start off, uh, you find out that Adam is his, he manages like the production for a scam, uh, scam yeah, yeah. pretty much. And then what happens yeah. from there? So I, um, and so basically I went to go and be on the scam school thing and, uh, because I, you know, my, my background in film and stuff, you know, they were trying to, you know, move change locations and stuff. And I would just like help, Hey, you want me to carry that? And just like, you know, be friendly, be, you know, be helpful. And, uh, and then Adam comes out and one time and he's like, sits down and he's like, it's like, Hey, Hey, hey uh, so what do you do? Who are you? Like, what's, what's your story? And like, I'm like, well, I go to school for acting and stuff. And, and you know, I want to get into film. Um, actually I'd love to find out about like how you get into like producing. Like, this is my, like, this is my passion. Like, I really love this stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you want to be an intern? Want to do like an internship for uh, for Scam School? And I was like, "Holy shit! Yes, <laughs> yes, I would want to do that." I got college credits for it and everything, man. I went and did a, a uh, an internship. Yeah, for that's it. sick. You got college credit for it too. Yeah, yeah, and and dude, it was incredibly difficult because he was like his for for the internship. It wasn't just Scam School. He was like, "All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go." And write a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh, go ahead for your first project? Write us yeah. a documentary. Yeah, yeah, okay. dude. I want you to go and write and film a documentary. Wow. And I was like, uh, okay. Like it was just one of those like huge projects that just gets dropped on you. And I was like, um, okay. And he's like, he's like, so, and so I had to get, get to choose between topics, and ended up doing it, man. I ended up writing. I went and filmed the documentary. For 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 my internship, 
That is so awesome. And so how yeah. does how does that segue to you coaching though? How do how do you go yeah. from that to that? Yeah. So then, uh, so I'm graduating uh, while I'm graduating college, like 2000. It was like what was it, 2014? In 2014, basically, they were like, hey, uh, we're, you know, he just was getting a divorce from Amanda at the time, right? Yes. And, uh-huh. uh, and he was like, I, you know, we're going to go and move. We're going to go move to California. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about it. We really like having you around, and we would love, and I know that you want to be an actor. And so we were thinking if you wanted to come and move to California with us after you graduate, um, you, we could get you a job. That way you'd have, you know, work while you're out there, like, immediately. And I was like, dude, really? That would be amazing. He's like, yeah, the thing is is that our film company is staying here. We're not, we're not going to be doing the film company. We're going to be just switching over into uh, our dating brand. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because like, yeah, he so took a you- high – he actually – sorry to interrupt you for a second, but he – I remember like right when I moved to Columbia, he, he pretty much dropped from PUA training, and he focused a majority of his time into filmography. That was like his passion, his goal was to get yeah. into that. And I remember yeah. like he would buy like new cameras at the time when he was like um, – Coaching, he was showing me like these cameras. He'd be like, "Man, I really want to get into this." And I remember him talking yeah. to me about this. And He's still so, super passionate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Just like his equipment is just awesome. And um, okay, so that's cool. So you came on board like when he was saying that he was going to transition away from that to get back yeah, into. Dude, dude it's a crazy scene. story. Actually, it's it's like super. Like it's it's so deep and weird. <laughs> oh, I bet anything to do with Adam is it's yeah. got to be deep and weird. Um, yeah. In a, in a great way, though, in a, a super great way. So yeah. essentially, so you go to California. You, you don't know anyone there, or do you know people there? Uh, yeah, no. Uh, first of all, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anybody. But 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 before I just go to California, man, I got to tell you. So he was like, he was like, you'd, you'd be a coach, uh, you know, if you did it. And he was like, basically, he was like, uh, uh, is like, is it, does that sound like something you can do? And I was like, man, I I don't know. Like, I think so. Like, I know the material. Like, I, I think I think I could be able to do that. And I, you know, I'd love to go to California. He's like, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. I have a client who I gave him a very special deal. I cut him, cut him some slack because uh, I'm going to test you out. I want you to be the sole teacher for this guy for a single day. I want you to go out and I want you to work with him. I want you to you know, teach, him this, teach him the material. I want you to go and do a one-on-one session with him. And if he's like that you were great and that everything works out, you'll come and join us in California. But if he asks for his money back or he says it wasn't worth it or anything along those lines, we're going to give him his money back and, uh, yeah, we, we, we won't be able to take you with us. Does that sound fair? And I was like, no, what? <laughs> I, have no, I have no experience with teaching it. I have none. Like, this is, this is bizarre. And he's like, he's like, well, you know, that's, I, you know, I was trying to think about, like, the fairest way of doing it and make sure, like, I'm not just going to take somebody out there that's not going to be able to help us out. So, you know, this is the, this is the offer. This is the opportunity. And I was like, all right. Let's try it. There we go. So I did. I ended up working with this guy, uh, taking him out. You know, for the met him at like a strip, cl- you know, not a strip club, a strip mall, um, an outdoor, an outlet mall. And uh, yeah, we we worked together. And uh, this guy was like, went from being extremely shy. And he ended up getting like three dates that day, and like getting a, a kiss in the middle of the fucking day. What and he nice. Just, Dude, he praised me so much that Adam was like, "I'm excited. I'm I'm taking you. You're coming with." And that's how that's that's how it happened, man. I went to California and became a coach for him at that point. But yeah, I didn't know anybody when I when I first went there besides him. Wow, that is 
Awesome. Dude, my, my story uh, was not as thrown into there as, as yours was, which I think is so yeah. cool. Mine was essentially um, I broke up with my second girlfriend, and I wanted to uh, finally do a boot camp of Adams because I wanted to work as a coach. I told myself if I ever broke up with my second girlfriend because at the time I thought she was like the one – and so I was like, if it never worked out, I wanted to just go 100% into now teaching this stuff. And yeah. so um, I saw he was doing a boot camp in Orlando, uh, funny enough, a month after I broke up with her. So I was like, oh, my God, I need to sign up for this. I don't know if I still can. I reached out to them. They were like, yeah, you can still sign on. And I was like, great. I signed on. It was like a class of like 20 of us. And essentially, uh, at the time, Adam, during his weekend boot camps, they would start on a Friday day and go through uh, until Sunday nights. And for anyone listening to this, essentially what it is is that um, at the time, what it would be is like a, a, a seminar of people would come in and every person had something that they were wanting to work on. And this was a very generalized uh, teaching of just like attraction and how it works. And it would be during the day, you would go through some teachings. Then during the afternoon, you would go infield. And infield means that you would have coaches watching you approach people during the day in random uh, best suited areas during the day. And then at night... Um, you would come back out at night and then do it all over again, but in a night setting, kind of like a bar or, or somewhere where most people would frequent at night. And it would be like this on a Monday or a, a Friday, Saturday, and then Sundays would just kind of be like a finishing up session. Yeah. But um, he would go back. And, and just I, you're, you're using some terminology, and just, I suggest if anyone doesn't know, like what approaching means is more just like they going up there and just like getting used to speaking to, to people, like giving you some sort of like justified reason to go and talk to them, tell them the justified reason, like get their name, and like just see how long you can stay in conversation at that point. I'm sure, like when, when you're first getting into it, it's just a matter of like, is this something like just getting some water wings, you know, getting something underneath you to get started with, with getting over anxiety of talking yes. to people. And so for, I, I brought it up in, in my podcast um, throughout this week that essentially for most people, they have two big sticking points. The first one is approaching. You'll meet uh, actually a majority of people uh, when you, that are, are interested in getting into this field, especially myself as well, was having this fear of approaching a complete stranger and, and starting a, a, a conversation with someone you don't even know. Um, yeah. like 70%, I think it's like, it's crazy, right? It's like almost like two thirds of the people, literally that's like their biggest sticking point. And then, um, yeah. once they get over that, then they kind of become like approach experts and then they don't know how to kind of, uh, let the person know that they're attracted to them and how to move forward with that. Um, yeah. most of the time they just start having a conversation and that's it. And they forget the purpose for why they were talking to this person in the first place. And so you have to well, teach I mean, them. But it's, it's, it's not even like, it's not even, I don't know if they'd say like forget the purpose of them talking to in the first place. I think it's more of just like they just don't know how to, like, like you were saying, like how to you know, talk about attraction. Like they've got no idea that people, that everybody likes sex, right? They have no idea. It just doesn't cross their mind that like this other person could find them like sexually attractive or romantically attractive or, you know, any sort of like partner attractive at all. Like they would just see them as uh you know nothing right yeah i would see it as a mix of both because i i do feel like sometimes people do get in such a good engaging conversation that they just kind of forget um they're they're just so proud of the moment that they're having this this conversation with someone that they're they're forgetting that they need to like the night is only so limited in most areas outside of like las vegas 
There's a last yeah. call. Or, or like a, during the day, people are trying to do things during the day and they have something that they're trying to get done. And so you only yeah, have yeah. a limited amount of time. You don't have an infinite amount of time to have a conversation <laughs> with someone. You know, essentially, I mean, if, you, if you're good enough at it, then yes, of course, you can kind of keep it going. And I mean, I've had plenty of situations where I've, I've gone on like uh, a day's long like meeting someone actually in austin i brought this up in my in my podcast uh, did you did you meet brayden before he passed away you did right say what you met brayden before he passed away right yes yeah yeah, yeah 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 um i i talked about so um just real quick i'll, I'll get to this um i'll, I'll explain like how i met brayden and then like how this story was insane so essentially um I go through a boot camp. Adam goes and asks every single student at this boot camp, like, what is your purpose? Like, what is the reason why you're here? And when he got to me, I said, I want to work for you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you want to be a coach? He was like, are, are, how, how long you've been studying this and, and everything? And I was like, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while. Just got over a second relationship. And so I'm kind of rusty, but I want to get back into it. And I want to coach, um, you know, because before her, I was super good at it. And he was like, okay. And so at the time, he was uh, more in field a lot more than having, like, coaches uh, as well. Like, I had Kerry and Dominic. I don't know if you met him. He was out of Miami. but um, Yeah, dude. I know Dominic. Uh, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. He, he lives in Austin now, actually. I, yeah, I, yeah, dude. We, we used to play Dungeons & Dragons together when I was doing the internship. Oh, fun. Dude, that's so hilarious. And uh, – <laughs> So they were, he was my two, uh, they were my two coaches and then Brooke was as well. At the time she wasn't dating Adam. Um, they were just, yeah. uh, she was just a coach. And then so essentially, uh, they're all watching me. And then Adam, when he c- comes up to me, he's like, you know, I want you, uh, how, like how challenging of a challenge do you want during like, a, and it was always during the day because he knew that yeah. those were probably be a little bit more difficult. And I was like, Oh dude, hit me with it. Like if I want to be a coach, I think I should be able to do the stuff. And so um, I did pretty well with the two daytimes um, challenges he had for me. And -hmm. at the very end of the boot camp, he told everyone, he was like, you know, if all the people that are here, I don't think this guy really needed to pay. And his boot camps are cheap for uh, uh, for people listening. Like Adam is is one of the best. And so his time is worth a lot. And his boot camp, I paid fifteen hundred for the boot camp. I don't know how much you paid for yours. Um, And Uh, I got a. When I paid for mine, I got a discount because I was uh, because I wasn't old enough to do night games, so I only got I only did the I only did the day game stuff, and oh. he only had like, yeah, cool, okay, cool. And so he actually told everyone in the class, he was like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, what he paid for this boot camp because I don't think he really got much out of it, and apply it towards our if he wants to, if he really is serious about this, apply that money to our our residency program. I don't know if do you remember his residency program? Yeah. Yep. And so I did that and I was like, you know, if I want to be a coach, I'm going to commit to this and, and he's going yeah. to go ahead and transfer the money for that. And so I did that. And so for 70 hours, essentially what I did was I lived in a house in his, one of his apartments in downtown Austin. Um, dude, that, that was dope. Oh, dude. So, so dope, dude. So dope. Really, Carrie, lived really there. Carrie lived there. Brandon lived there. Um, and dude, it was just the best, the best. To be oh my God. Yeah, dude, that sounds like, like, uh, oh, and, like me I and Carrie already had a relationship. I hadn't met Brayden yet, but I met him one, like during this and we, yeah. we worked together a lot afterwards. And, um, he was actually one of the ones that pushed Adam to pick me up as a, as a coach, which was so cool. Um, but essentially, uh, Braden at the time was uh, was Adams like uh, like head coach. Like he was like his head coach, and then Kerry was like the 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 coach that taught other coaches. So any yep. new coach that came on board, Kerry was the one that kind of dealt with them, and then Braden was kind of in charge of everyone. And 
Um, I, yeah, I lived under the roof. And essentially, I was given, I told these guys, like, give me impossible challenges to do because I want to be able to try to do these challenges while I'm here. Yeah. I have 70 hours with you guys and, like, other coaches. I want to yeah. do this. And so they gave, they gave me a list of, like, literally, like, 50 different, like, ridiculous challenges to do. Yeah. Um, and I was able to complete, like, maybe, like, 20 of them. And Dude, you have to share some. You have to share some right now, man. What are you... Um, so, uh, man, what was the craziest one? Um, my, the one that I was able to do was, and actually Braden gave me a hard time about this because I, I, I forgot about the challenge when I was talking to this girl, but essentially one was meet a girl during the day and yeah. hang out with her. Don't leave her side at all and be with her until the next afternoon. Like pretty much just all, don't leave this girl's side. The moment you meet her during the day, you have to be with her the whole entire day. Yeah, And so, uh, I go, you know, Halcyon, right? It was like one of his favorite places yeah, to go to. Dude, I yeah. love Halcyon. Yeah. yeah. I love Halcyon. And so that was always his favorite place to go for day game. And mm-hmm. so, uh, excuse me for people that don't know what day game is. Essentially it means just like approaching people during the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't use this terminology anymore, but it's just like old terminology that kind of is followed through with like the community. Um, yeah. And uh, actually, no one really kind of uses that terminology. No one. Yeah, so no one. Like we, no one. Yeah. yeah, it's just like it's just um, at the time it was still something that it was just like the game was still relatively in everyone's mind, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And the 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 community has changed so much I, yeah, for yeah. good reasons too. Honestly, um, yeah, it's got it's gotten really healthy. Oh in yeah, terms of super healthy, super yeah. super healthy. In comparison, in comparison, I should say there's, you know, there's there's some. I think like RSD stuff is kind of still kind of weird, but outside of that, it's kind of pretty good. Yeah. And RSD <laughs> stuff has got some like they've, they've, their they've inner game stuff is they can changed. be pretty nice. Yeah, they've changed for sure. Yeah, um, evolving. So I, I go out during the day and I and like we're inside Halcyon. It's got an inside and outside area and. Uh, essentially, it's like a coffee shop, but they serve alcohol, and they have, like, really cool, like, unique features to this, like, uh, coffee shop. It's really great. And um, I see this girl. She's on her laptop. She's got headphones on, and she's really attractive. And I tell Brandon, I'm like, I want to approach her. He was like, are you sure? Like, she's on There's plenty of other people that are clearly not focused on something. I was like, well, you know, if I want this to be challenging, I, I should probably approach, like, the most challenging person in here. And he was like, go for it then. I was like, okay, cool. And so I go, and she's sitting down at a table on her laptop. Clearly, she's doing, like, uh, some homework or something like that. Uh, Austin, Texas, it's got a big university there, so there's a lot of young people there um, mm-hmm. for people that just don't aren't familiar with Austin. And um, I go and approach her. I, I pull up a seat. I, I sit right next to her, and she just, like, takes off her headphones and looks at me, and I just – I go into my, my swing of things, and – she at one point during our whole interaction, she realizes that I'm not some kind of freak or, or like some weirdo. She you know closes her laptop, her headphones down on the table, and we have like an engaging conversation for like two hours. Uh, she's telling me that she's uh, writing her thesis right now. She's going through her her uh, master's program. She's uh, going to school for being for being a writer. And I was like, wow, yeah. So our conversation is just great. You know, she's just great with words and uh, super attractive. And I'm just like. We're talking, 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 talking. Eventually, uh, I remember that she was telling me that this thesis was due like in a, in a few days. And I was like, well, I'm going to be here for, for a few days as well. And this is probably not the right setting. Let me just go ahead and, and just exchange contact details with her now and tell her like, hey, I'm going to respect your time, blah, 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 blah. And 
She was like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, what are you doing later tonight? I was like, you know, I, I'm probably going to be hanging out with friends. She was like, I'm, I have this thing that I might be doing with a girlfriend, but I'm not sure yet. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, if not tonight, then another day. But you're, like, super cool. And I haven't met too many people here in Austin. It's, like, my first time here. And so I leave. I come back to Brayden. Brayden's like, dude, it looked like it went, wow, why are you, why are you here? And I was like, um, well, she's got, like, this important paper that she's working on. And he was like, did she? it didn't look like she asked you to leave, though. I was like, oh, she didn't. Um, you know, I just wanted to respect her time. And he was like, are you fucking serious? L- literally, that's what he said to me. He was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, what, dude? Like, I went, great. I got her number. I'm going to meet up with her probably later tonight. And he was like, wow. So what if that's your future wife right there? And I was like, what are yeah. you talking about, dude? He was like, what if that's your future wife? What if that's, like, your the love of your life right there? And you think that her thesis paper is more important than you in her life right now? I was like, well, I don't know, man. I mean, like, who? And he was like, dude, I'm disappointed. And I'm really, I'm just, like, summarizing this. But he was like, I'm disappointed. That's just how he talked. Yeah. He did that to everybody. He was so direct. I loved it, though. Dude, he really, really could. And it's beautifully, he could just orchestrate just, like, um, points and make anything understandable, pretty much. He was just yeah. so great at it. and But he was very direct. And so for a lot of people, they didn't really enjoy it. But I love people like that because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't surrounded by people like that when I was a kid. And so I knew that if I needed to get good at something, I needed to hear the facts straight to my face. Mm-hmm. And so when he told me he was disappointed in me, I was like, fuck, dude, I blew it, didn't I? He was like, yeah, dude. He was like, well, there's a two set over there. And for anyone that doesn't understand what that means, like, like sets the amount of people in a group is essentially like a group is a set. And so the amount yeah. of people in the group is like the amount of a set it is. And yeah, so and that, that's, that's like from the game. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, it's an old terminology again. Um, again, we don't use that stuff anymore. Um, and I was like, no dude, I'm going to go back and talk to her. He was like, are you sure? He was like, it looks like she's back on studying and you already excused yourself out of it. So it's probably going to be awkward. I was like, I don't care. I was like, it, is it going to be like really awkward? He was like, probably like most people would fail at that. They wouldn't even go and approach a person again. It's like, no, screw that. I'm going to go and approach her. Dude, I go approach this girl and I tell her like, hey, dude, uh, or not hey, dude. But I'm like, hey, <laughs> our interaction was just super great. And I'm sorry, to, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like, you know, I want to keep talking to you. I'm only here for a certain amount of time. I really don't know the next time I'm going to meet you again, if there's ever an opportunity. And again, she closed up her laptop immediately and we go back into our conversation. I leave with her. So this is like, it starts off at like three in the afternoon. I, I, it's like 630, starting to get dark. And she's like, you know, my friend's actually hitting me up. Um, you're more than welcome to come with. And I was like, great. You know, let's meet her. Let's meet your friend. Meet up with her and like her friends kind of are having like a house party not too far away from, from Halcyon. And end up crashing at her place and that that night and then hanging out with her through through the lunchtime the next day and and pretty much i didn't want to miss out on more opportunities with coaches so i was kind of like you know hey let's hang out again some other time but you know i got friends i gotta see i mean i probably could have kept hanging out with her she could have been your what if she was your future (laughs) wife dude hey dude i have a beautiful (laughs) daughter and i have a wife now dude so (laughs) i'm just kidding man (laughs) (laughs) but um we uh, we did cross paths again in such a small world while I was in another uh, on another date with another girl that I had met at a strip club. Um, that was another challenge, just like you know, picking up a stripper and then uh, taking her out on a date. Um, mm-hmm. And dude, strip clubs were always my favorite place. So um, I know it sounds like very like sexist or or ma- um, um, 
like uh what's the word i'm trying to think of like just uh like man what's the word it's like man misogynistic misogynistic thank you um but essentially, uh, you'll have to understand, for me, I, I got really good at approaching people for a while, like this way before all of this, and this before I met Adam, this before anything, and I got really good at approaching people, but I still, because I only had one girlfriend, I never really knew how to introduce sex into a conversation. I just, it was beyond me. I never, I just didn't know how to do it, and so mm-hmm. sometimes I would have a kiss with a girl, but it was just like more like, I saw a million signs that she was giving me, but like outside of that, I just didn't know how to to let a girl know that I was attracted to them. And so yeah. I remember on, did, by the way, were you part of forums? I didn't, I, I wanted to start off the podcast with that. Did you ever do like the, the, like the, where you would explain like your, your sessions with people online and get people to like give their input on stuff. Did you ever do that? No. You never no, did like no, PUA no, forums? No, yeah. All right. So I, no, did. I, I did. I did write though. I wrote in journal. I had journals. Okay. Gotcha. So I wrote, I, I wanted to hear people's input. And so it really helped me out because I never had a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would go on there and I remember one person uh, replied to like a set. I was just frustrated. I was so frustrated. I was like maybe seven months into like, you know, going through this like change and 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 becoming like a, a like a great conversationalist. I was doing stand up comedy as well to kind of help myself get, you know, open up about talking in front of crowds. And mm-hmm. um, but I just couldn't do it. It was so frustrating. And this guy was like, dude, go to a strip club. And I was like, what do you mean go to a strip club? He was like, go to a strip club. These girls, are, their job is to start off with sex. <laughs> so literally, if, you can, if you're so good of, of conversation, that's essentially how you're going to attract a stripper because yeah. their, their whole point is to try to get money from you by selling sex. Yeah. And so if you can yeah. have engaging conversations with a stripper, that's how you're going to start dating a stripper. It's the weirdest thing. And I was like, no way. And so I, I went to uh, my local strip club in Orlando and mm-hmm. lo and behold, man, I killed it. I just did. I, I tended to do so well with strippers and I saw what he was talking about because yeah. I'd never been to a strip club before. And I, I mean, yeah, I was, I made the first yeah. mistake was just blowing a ton of money. My first time there, I let the guy know. And he was like, this is a complete stranger, by the way. I don't know who this person is, but I mean, his advice was, it seems to be working. And he was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Like, here's what you should really be doing, this and that. And after a while, I started to, instead of going to, like, my local bars and clubs, like, anytime I I didn't have a friend that was willing to go out with me that night because I was going extreme. It's like every day and night I was going out and approaching people. And um, whenever I didn't have friends that wanted to come with me, I would just go to a strip club by myself to just practice that. So how how much would you spend when when you'd go by yourself? Woo. So the first, I remember my first night I, I spent $200 and, mm-hmm. uh, at the time I, I was doing pretty well in life. Like I, but I, I knew that $200 was probably the stupidest thing I could do at a strip club. And, uh, I was like trying to have conversations with girls that, that were giving me a lap dances. <laughs> it wasn't working out because they were just making more money. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so literally after like, you know, having a 10 minute conversation, they tell you like 60 bucks, please. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> no. uh, okay, this is not smart. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> so I remember just opening it up to this guy, and he was like, honestly, like, if there's a cover charge, pay the cover charge. But what you're going to do is um, – he was like, ideally, for your first few times, you should probably bring a friend with you. Bring a friend and then uh, buy your friend a lap dances, right? And um, Or have your friend buy you a lap dance. But don't, don't – you've like – visually like give money to a girl 
right? Your whole purpose is just to kind of sit down, get locked into a, a area. And just, if you see a girl that's attractive to you, wave her over, tell her that you respect her time and that, you know, that, you know, her time is based off or her money is based off of just the people that she um, is in front of that she's trying to get money from. And so if she's with someone that's not willing to pay, they're going to get frustrated, especially if you're not open about this with them. But he was like, go during the day as well. Like it's slower during the day. It's not as busy. If you go during the day, more people are going to be, it's, you're not going to have to deal with that because these girls are just, um, they're either new to the strip club and there's not going to be that many customers anyway. So they're going to have a lot more time to talk to you. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I was like, okay, perfect. And so I started to do this during the day, like on lunch break sometimes for work. And, um, cause there was a strip club not too far from where I worked at. And essentially, yeah, I started to do that. I would get locked in. I would see a girl that I found attractive. I would wait, wait for over, tell her like, Hey, I think you're probably the most gorgeous girl in this room that I've seen so far. And you seem super interesting beyond like your physical looks. Um, if you ever are finding yourself like, you know, pretty bored because you kind of, that's the reason why I waved you over is like, you didn't look like you knew what you were going to be doing for the next half hour because it doesn't really look busy. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to lie to you and tell you that I'm going to be paying you money. I'm not, you know, I'm just here with a friend. That's why I made it easier too, because like a friend, the friend was probably going to be spending money and you weren't, you were just going to be there and be honest, be like, you know, I'm just here with a friend. But if you're ever kind of bored, come and sit down with me. Let's have a conversation. And you'd be very surprised to see how many would do that pretty much. And that was my approach yeah. to it. And yeah, I just started to get phone numbers. I, and then I, I knew I was starting to get good when girls would actually ask, tell me like, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving right now. Do you want to, you know, grab a drink afterwards? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. And so, um, so strict clubs to this day are like, like areas of comfort for me. I find super comfort. I'm like the most comfortable. It's like the weirdest thing. Like, I don't think I'm ever not comfortable in an environment, but in strict clubs, I'm like in my Zen. There's like certain areas, like social gathering areas where like, I'm just in my Zen. Like I could just, I, I'm completely fine. I'm, I could right. just have a conversation with anyone at any time. It's just the way it is. It's just because I've just put so much time into it and it really revolutionized my conversation. So I took all those learnings and I would actually ask the strippers too. I would tell mm-hmm. them, I would be like, Hey, I'm having these conversations. Like I'm having difficulties, like trying to like, introduce sex into a conversation and these girls knowing that I was being genuine, because again, if you're genuine and being very congruent with who you are as a person, um, people are very attracted to that, you know? Um, and, and you know, that's, that's one of like the biggest changes. Like that's like when it comes to like, you know, we were saying that the game has evolved, but that's it. That's, that's how it's evolved. It's evolved from being like, Oh, you have to lie. You have to pretend that you're something that you're not. You've got to go and act a certain way. It's changed to being come like, yo, how, how, what is the best way to portray yourself? Honestly? Yes. Yep. That's like, that's, that's what game is now, right? It's become, what is the, we're just trying to find the best way to, to present yourself. But honestly, yeah, exactly. How to, how to let the world know who you are pretty much like, yeah. you know, most people just are, are just, finicky about how to get to the point about like the type of person that they are and how to find other people that are attracted to yeah. people like them and so and they, yeah, and they don't know how they just don't know how to even bring up who they are without you know because they're afraid they're afraid that's going to freak somebody out if they're honest because because they're a bit weird but you know what like everybody's fucking weird and like it, that's yeah, that oh my point. god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah dude Woo. oh my god people would think like strippers are like weird give me a break like your average your average, okay. like, you know, person that you meet on the streets, man, they'll, they have a 
everyone has got a unique story. Every single oh, person, yeah. every single person. But um, yeah, that is so funny. And then so yeah, essentially, um, uh, that was like my experience with Brayden. But um, I forget what, why we were talking about that. Oh, how I got into like coaching. So afterwards. Um, I remember Amanda was with Adam and, and they sat down with me and they were like, well, if you want to become a coach, essentially the way we, um, we get coaches on board is that we have them for a couple boot camps do approach coaching, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll take care of your stay, but we're not going to pay you initially. Um, and then you just mm-hmm. have to, you just have to commit to just go into certain boot camps. And I was like, for sure. And so I did a New York and LA boot camp right after my, um, my residence program or my residential program. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you're, you're great. All the coaches love you and, and we want you on board. And so I was like, okay, that's awesome. So I did it for a year and a half before, you know, I, I chose to move to Columbia. Um, yeah. it was, but that's yeah, awesome. not, not like Aries at all. That, <laughs> Dude, yeah. I got lucky in a transition, but honestly, like I said, it wasn't something I wanted to do. It was one of those situations where it was just, every, it was just like all the stars aligning up to this thing. It was like, okay, yeah, this feels like the right thing to do, you know? And so for I, 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 my my apologies as well for a lot of people listening. The reason why I wanted Steven on this podcast is because he is like he replaced uh, some of the other coaches. Um, um, they they went off and did their own thing, and Steven is like the the head coach now for all of what Adam does when it comes to like attraction related stuff. Pretty much a lot yeah. more than just that as well. So like Steven's like the most reliable person in Adam's eyes, and so. Um, that's why I wanted him on board because Adam is just super busy and he's always got things to do. Like the, the, if I'm going to have an Adam on here, and, but a very unique Adam, it's going to be Steven. And so I didn't even start off by, by even introducing you that way, but yeah, uh, Steven, that's why me and him, like the moment we met, like we just connected so well because, um, we're, we're different in, in, in small ways, but one of the things that make us like, uh, just appreciate one another is that we love challenges. We love them. We're like, you put a challenge in front of us and we're going to figure out how to, 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 it doesn't matter the situation, like this, whatever, yeah. whatever the situation is, you give us a challenge, we're going to figure it out. And more than likely we're going to, we're going to succeed at it as well. Yeah. Um, oh, you see, yeah. You call them challenges, man. I, I just call them, dude, I love weird shit. Like, <laughs> like you, you put a weird opportunity in front of me. I'm going to try and take it. Oh yeah. We could do it. And I would never recommend to anyone ever like looking to get into this to ever do that approach because it, you're just going to be so frustrated and it's so Wait, much easier than what we're explaining it to be. But like, we just love that. It's just the, the way it's in our personality to just enjoy that. Um, but essentially one of the things I forgot to tell you was that I don't know if you realize this, but in the chapters of the game, the only good thing that you can get from that book is the chapters, the table of contents. Have you ever seen the chapters, how they're or, uh, organized? No man, I yeah, I don't. Remember. I mean, I have at one point. I just don't, I have they're, no they're idea organized in a way that your and a successful approach to um to developing a relationship goes. It starts out like his chapters are listed like opener and like goes down to like you know closing pretty much. It's the weirdest thing. I didn't recognize it until one time I looked through my book for I was like trying to find a specific chapter and I was like, wait, these chapters are in order of like an, a success a successful approach with someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what the hell? But um. I don't want to keep you on, on the line for too long, but I wanted to ask you if you could give someone uh, uh, just like an, in general, in general, yeah. just a piece of advice to kind of get them started and get them engaged in this, what would that be? Yeah, so I think if getting them started, the piece of advice would be this. Like when it comes to talking to somebody new, 
it's only weird if you don't have a reason to talk to them. And and that's like and so that that's where things get weird is because you're like, wait, what? Why would I go over there? What's the point? So having like a justified reason to go over there is going to is going to help you out a lot, and, and especially telling them what that justified reason is. And so that justified reason can be anything. Like if especially like it can start off like as innocent as you know asking for directions, finding out the time. Like like these are like the classic things that they teach you know or you know that, that they teach in like how to approach or how they taught and how to approach. You know just just getting a, that reason why out there. But it can also be like you just being completely honest and being like you know hey. Look, I saw you from over there, and I just got, like, butterflies in my stomach, and that hasn't happened in such a long time that I thought if I didn't come over here to say hi to you, I'd be kicking myself for the rest of the day. What's what's your name? I just, I have to get it. You know, something along those lines, or just, like, being honest about, like, you know, even if you're just like, yo, I, I've got social anxiety, and I'm trying to work on it, and I'm, you know, part of my, my working on it is, is I have to go out and speak to three strangers every single day. I just, would you mind if I just come over here and get your name? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's just just that reason, like explaining what what reason it is that you're over there. I think most people most people are gonna be really receptive to that because you're telling them the why. Because and then I'll add to that, like if you don't tell them the why, the, if you've ever had like a bad experience with talking to somebody or you know striking up a conversation, it's probably because you didn't tell them why you're you're talking to them. Yep. And exactly. people have to assume the worst. What? Oh no! I was saying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. People have to assume the worst, uh, and it's just because of like that's human nature. If you don't assume the worst, and it is the worst, you're in trouble. So that's why you, you know, you whenever you are doing something new, whenever you are trying to go out and you know get past your social anxieties or get into the habit of, of striking up conversations and being more sociable, being, being more approachable, you start with explaining to the other person the why, because you might know it, but if you don't tell them. Things are. That's when things get weird. Yep, a hundred percent. And then uh, the last question I have for you is: um, through your course of just learning all of this stuff, essentially, like you're, you're just like me. You, we started off like learning about how to be attractive to women, but beyond that, what was the biggest impact learning attraction had in your life in general? Just you make, making friends, like having like an, a really solid social circle that I can, you know, call on, that I can rely on, knowing how to, like, tell who I can trust and who I can't, like, just getting, just developing the social skills of just, like, me, they like me for me and not just for, like, my money or something that I have or my job position or, or whatever, but also knowing how to, like, if I do have those resources, knowing how, how I can leverage those for a better lifestyle, a, a, you know, getting the things that um, would just make my life better in, in some way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the great thing about this stuff too is that it really, it doesn't need to be about attracting a, a person like in a sexual way. You can no. attract someone in, in any form of capacity, a boss, a, a friend, uh, like you name it. I mean, any type of person. And if you know what you're doing properly, you can have those, those relationships with people, ongoing relationships and, and, uh, ultimately, that you know, professionally, that can open doors for you for clients, for um, business negotiations. Um, you know, it gives you an upper hand on on like contracts and and a lot of different. I mean, honestly, you name Promotion. it. Oh yeah, promotions like with just a general general job. I mean, you name it. Honestly, you're just going to be able to just um, use these skill sets, and that's where I got the most value from this. Is uh, 
everything like outside of women everything else like my career path i drop dude i don't even have a college degree i wouldn't even be yep. in the position i'm in like financially and and, and like that level of success if it yep. wasn't for the fact that i had a, a ability to be a good communicator and have a, the ability to develop great relationships every one of my uh, fun fact every one of my um uh what's the word i'm looking for um Oh shoot! Like uh, people that like uh, why am I forgetting? It starts with an R. Wow. Um, Re- uh, relationships. <laughs> no, like people that you put on your resume uh, references. Sorry, every one of my references is every single boss I've ever had in my past. Every one of them. Yeah. On and all of them will always speak super highly of me, and that's just yeah. because I've developed such great relationships with every industry I've gone into, and I've never done the same type of job. Every one of my jobs is be you. You too. Honestly, you and me are exactly the same. Every one of our jobs is completely different from the last one, right? (laughs) Right? Honestly, it is. Like every one of our jobs is completely different. There's some things that are that are relatively the same, but like Mm -hmm. for instance, for me, is sales. I don't know what it is for you, but like our jobs are completely different always. Um, But yeah, so that honestly, I 100% agree with you. Dude, I just want to give you the floor. Anything else you want to add to this before you know we end it? Dude, I love talking to you. By the way, we need to do it more often. I'm so yeah. sorry for not reaching out more. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, you know, take I'll take over the mic for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I'd add is like uh, there. You know, with, with a lot of this stuff, like when it, when it comes to attraction, you know, attraction, especially from. Uh, men meeting women for whatever there's this there's this, such a negative stigma that's been built up like especially in in, in pop culture and just in this modern you know the modern world that we live in and that and then it comes from um, you know guys being creepy guys not being honest guys you know lying and finding ways to get around it and you know if you're taking away anything from this it's that that's not what you should be doing right like it's it's a matter of being honest, communicating, you know, being open, being vulnerable, because someone is more, much more willing to be open and vulnerable with someone who's being open and vulnerable. Yep. And so, like, that's something that's, and that's, like, what you should really be taking away is, like, when it comes to what is attractive and, like, what's not, like, everyone's heard, like, oh, just be yourself, but it's a different kind of, like, be yourself. It's the be, your, be like, the best version of yourself. Be the version of yourself that you are at like Thanksgiving with your family. Be the best like be the version of yourself that you are when you know when when, when everything is is uh, when everything is awesome. Dude, <laughs> yeah, everything remember is awesome. story? <laughs> <laughs> I told this story oh last God. night. No, uh, really? Yes. <laughs> Dude, I played oh. it I played it on my Alexa the other day for my daughter just to like make her laugh. I was, yeah. Dude, it's such a great song. It really is. It's such a great song. It is. It is. <laughs> it's it's but, from uh, the Lego movie. Oh no, yeah, right? Lego movie. Um yeah. the, the first we have one, we have a weird co- yeah, it's, it's a weird story yeah. that we share. But anyway, um, that was funny. Anyway, but yeah, so my my big point is it's like it don't it, it this this isn't a weird thing like this is something that humans have been doing forever i mean since humans have been humans right like yes. it's this is just how it's how it's been and when it comes to like what modern like uh what, you know modern day pickup if you want to call it that like modern day pickup is just like is is proper dating it's how to talk to people without being creepy yes. how to you know be 
you know, be attractive without coming off like a scumbag. Or, the stigma you know, of having to learn this stuff is just, I think it's hilarious. I, I think it's like, you yeah. know, and most people pay for, and like, especially like uh, wealthy people, they'll pay for training yeah. for almost anything. Like you look at a, a, a sports player, no one, no yeah. one critiques them like about wanting to be a better uh, football player, basketball player. Like when it comes to business, you won't critique someone to like uh, go through coaching for like, you know, any business related subject. Why would people not want significant others to be more of an expert about what it what it takes to just be a perfect um example of how to develop a relationship with someone like how to be yeah. honest and um i think a lot of people go into this thinking that people are going to be um like using this and abusing some kind of idea of like manipulating uh certain things mm-hmm. and honestly it it's far i mean there are people that try to get into it for it but again yeah. like we brought up in this podcast already if you're not genuine people are going to see yeah. through that shit pretty easily there are some people yeah. that are going to fall for it but in general people aren't going to yeah it's like guys ask all the time like you know how do you how do you how would i get a threesome or, or you know something along these lines like how do i how do i get like this awesome I'm, and i'm always like well start off talking about it start off Finding out if the other person also wants a threesome, that would make it really fucking easy, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> don't try to force someone into it, dude. Like, you know, yeah. but there are you plenty of people out them. there. Don't... What? I was going to say, yeah, there's plenty of people out there that love that. It's just you got to bring it up in conversation, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, and, and you know, that's just that's one way of going to, you know, one, one way of doing it is just, just, just comes to, when it comes to it, just like be honest, be open, talk about it. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like there's this such a negative stigma to it but when it comes down to it like we help like we help guys like like you don't have to go through the same journey that you and I did we went through a weird journey to get where we are like being honest oh yeah like like nowadays if if a, if a guy were to go and like you know learn quote unquote pickup from like any company that's like that's good that's worth a damn like they're going to be learning much faster and better techniques that that aren't going to make them look fucking weird as hell because oh. I mean I'm telling you I went up I, I'll tell you my routine right now or my starting off when I was getting in I look so weird dude I was a magician <laughs> bro I was a magician I was a magician I went with the top hat sometimes back in the day <laughs> I got a photo I'm gonna send you actually uh yeah yeah I got a photo I'm gonna find it for you but yeah no what was yours what was yours dude it was terrible uh my, I mean mine is less weird than a top hat basically <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that photo. I'm gonna make that photo the photo for this podcast, dude. I'm going to. <laughs> That's I have great. To. I have to. Anyways, what was yours? What was yours? My, mine was mine was going up and, and basically saying something along the lines of like, uh, "Hi, oh, I might, you know, um, hey, do you have the time? My watch just was died, and and I don't, and uh, you know, I need I need to be somewhere, meet a friend or something." And they were like, uh, they'd always be like, "Oh yeah, sure, the time is this." And I'd be like, "Wow, yeah, thank you so much. You're super friendly. Well, you, but you have an, a bit of an accent, don't you? Where, 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 where are you from?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! And um, just for for everyone listening as well, your the whole physical appearance doesn't even matter at all. It really doesn't. Yeah. Like people just need to get. A, I mean, can can it make the initial approach for some people a little bit easier? Yes, yeah. but ultimately, you still need to be able to have a conversation. You can't just go in with looks. No one goes in, just stands in front of someone and just says, "Hey, I'm good looking," and then it stops there. I mean, yeah. if if that's the case, then you're a celebrity, and there's more context to you than than just your looks. There's like yeah. you're a celebrity. <laughs> As a yeah, yeah. You, looks. I I personally, you know, and it probably does happen, but maybe in a very rare. I personally never. Never 
seen a woman who's like wanting to fuck a mannequin. You know, like that's personally something I've never seen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, I mean, have some kind of context as well. So, like, it's a complete yeah. opposite as well. You can go in looking like how I'm about to set. I'm going to send you this photo. You can go in every single night looking like this and still yeah. do very well as long as you're just a, a great communicator <laughs> see this photo you're gonna laugh at this was my going out photo i gotta save it to my computer one second but um any, uh, <laughs> how do we find you by the way how do we uh i know i have to um i have to push that out there you know <laughs> yeah for sure uh yeah you probably the best way of reaching out would be like just through the ace formula perhaps like uh getting getting in touch with with eve lyons um, yeah, she can definitely, that's how, that's how most people can go about, uh, getting in touch with me for sure. And is, is it a website, uh, that they can go to specifically? Do you know? Formula. Uh, I don't know actually, to be honest with you. I think the best way is just probably reaching out to Eve Lyons on like on Facebook is what, it, is what I would say. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put it, I'm going to find that's a resource and I'm going to put it in, in this podcast description as well for, for anyone reaching out again, Steven's going to be part of that. So if you love this stuff and, and again, he's. If there's, if there's, I've met plenty of coaches, tons throughout the co- course of doing this, um, you know, for, for, um, for a multitude of different subject matters. And Steven's always been the person that Adam always relies on when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, so if you ever have any questions or, or, or just want to work on this, because again, it's a skill set that is beyond like we, like we talked about beyond just meeting uh someone that you're trying to like physically attract or like have as a significant other this can mean a huge difference in your lives and almost all of my clients that have have done really well with this and and yours as well that have done well with this this means more to them than just women or just men in their lives it means success in all aspects of their life you know because you tend to once you start getting good at this it motivates you to just want to add new experiences new i mean just when you have a success in something as extreme as this and it's really not that extreme but and and for most people they view it as an extremity like you start to open yourself up to new experiences and and what most people don't know is as you start to do that you start to open more doors into meeting new people and and creating a, a an uh, an interesting aspect of yourself and having more engaging conversations with more people um so it could just open so many different doors for you. So if, if there's ever a time to do something like this, it would be now, honestly. Um, do you know if you guys are working on like a COVID-19 program, like a, like a digital program for people? Uh, I mean, we, we, we kind of switched over to doing a lot of online dating, um, it, it, like incorporating that into our program. Like we put out a whole like branch for, for online dating and how to move, you know, move into that virtual dating world to actually meeting up in person in safe ways and stuff. Yeah. I was reading a lot on the news that those companies are taking off, you know, a lot right now because a lot of people are just having that difficulty with just meeting people. Um, yeah. So again, yeah, for people that are, are really interested, definitely I'll put a lot of that information in the description. Dude, Steven, man, I love you, bro. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, I cannot wait to see your beautiful face. Uh, are you, um, do you foresee yourself being in Austin for a bit? Uh, yeah, man, I am. I, I definitely do. I'm going to be here for for at least. I mean, at least another six months, and uh, you know, I'm hoping I'm going to be here for for a lot longer than that. Awesome. Well, um, I know once all this stuff, like I've been just like sticking to like the whole sticking indoors kind of thing, just because of yes, my daughter. Um, but you know, when all this stuff ends, man, your beautiful face is going to be one of the first ones I see for sure. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> but uh, let's do this more often uh dude thank yeah. you again for taking the time to do this happy birthday again by the way um 
you just get younger and younger, buddy. You're one of those very few people that just get younger as they age. But uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, soon I'll be as young as you. <laughs> uh, very soon, very soon. But um, thanks again, man. You have a great rest of your night, and um, uh, much love to you, man. Thank you for doing this. Man, I love you too. I'm looking forward to, to hanging out. <laughs> for sure. And then I'll send you a link to this as well. But um, to you. everyone else, thank you guys for listening. And I will just catch you guys manana. Bye, everyone. Bye, Steve. Adios. Bye. Bye.